Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. But, like, not those kind of adult themes, unfortunately. Just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warning for specific episodes can be found in episode descriptions. Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Are you lonely, miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems, or at least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamy or dirty, dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers, founder, CEO, and love wizard. Our questionnaire continues. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a king for quite a long time, and then I realized they're kind of just figureheads, and the fashions are gauche. <laughs> Professional fans. <laughs> of the hill as you just cross over it you just see this small smattering of wooden and clay buildings dark brown clay and giant wooden beams keeping the whole structure up and thatched roofs and in the center of it is a small square there isn't a window that doesn't look like it hasn't been cleaned today Uh, everything looks so in place and proper and organized and tidy you don't see a soul around um, so I just look around for a minute and I get like, I get the willies. I don't, I don't like the clean. I don't, it's weird. Um, <laughs> and I, I just look for the nearest tavern in something that should have people inside of it. As you kind of do a kind of a, a walk about the, the, the square, you do see a sign hanging from a building, the orchard and the well. And it's just a couple of trees carved onto a plaque and then just a well in the middle of it. I'll head toward that. You open the door and the smell of food kind of rushes at you. And at first, you just your, your stomach go, I mean, you ate on the boat, but yeah. you're still hungry. There are people sitting around. Um, a few people look up at you. Give me a perception check. Not 20. Ooh. You're, uh, you're very perceptive. You go blind. Uh, no. too perceptive. <laughs> you look around the, the bar. Um, everyone seems to be kind of just enjoying their meal there's a small little family of, of halflings you know sitting there enjoying their their food the the, the barman uh, half work is kind of front facing some bottles and giving the shelf a wipe down um, in one corner of the, the the floor and it's quite an open wide angular space uh, nestled against uh, the fireplace um, you see kind of a, a robed figure just kind of sitting there. A few people kind of giving him the odd eye every now and again, mm. but not really engaging with him. But also sitting there, um, a plate of food in front of him that occasionally kind of gets pawed around. But other than that, um, nobody says anything or does anything. Nobody approaches you. Um, so I go up to the bar and just kind of clear my throat. I'll be with you in a moment. Um, okay. And literally, one. four and the half orc turns and you just see kind of a small little mini bespeckled glasses uh kind of hovering on the edge of his nose uh like a very tidy neat mustache pale pale blue eyes kind of looking at you out from the glasses shaved head apron hasn't a blemish or a spot or a stain on it 
quite a muscular, or, or rather uh, the old frame of someone who may have been muscular at the time, but now slightly more kind of lean. Mm. Um, and she kind of just takes one half step towards the bar, places both hands on it. Welcome to the Orchard and the Well. How may I help you today? Um, and I, I kind of ruffle, uh, rustle around in that, that bag she gave me and just pull out some money and I go, can I just get some food, honestly, anything and, and, and just some meat? You are most welcome to Nookery. I uh, I see that you're obviously a traveller, uh, which means you are not exactly um, acquainted with uh, the the village. Um, Nookery is dry. Oh, so we don't actually sell any alcohol. We can get you food, certainly, and yeah. most certainly a delicious glass of water. Ooh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's... Are you okay, Miss? You, yes. You, the colour seems water. to run from your face. God, I love water. Excellent. I will have a jug of water. And some food brought to you. Please, and he gestures around the bar, take a seat anywhere. I'm just trying to find a like a corner spot somewhere kind of away. The the only available corner is opposite the stranger in the robe. Uh, otherwise, you're going to sit next to the, the halfling family. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all now uh, singing a song in grace. Oh, God. So nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but they're being very polite about it. They're being very low and they can voice it down. You take a... Uh, a seat uh, in the corner again kind of half turning your back to everybody and after a moment the half orc uh, comes over and presents you a small wooden plate with some light cheese the bread uh, a roll of bread with the crust cut off (laughs) and six white grapes and a glass of water thank you so much you are most welcome thank you Thank you. That's yeah. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, he, he he walks away. <laughs> I I kind of look around at the room a little bit, and then I start like I, I'm looking like should I be using like cutlery for this? Like this place is really fucking weird. Like are people eating with their hands? How should I approach this? The only the the halfling family have finished their meals, so mm. you have nothing to kind of gauge what they were doing. The only other person you see with a plate of food from you is sitting across from you at the fireplace. And they're just kind of poking the food uh, around uh, their their plate. I just grab some cheese <laughs> with my hand and shove it in my mouth. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to give me a perception check? <laughs> okay. The half-orc barkeep does not see you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, dirty 20. You see this fire ganassi woman uh, just as soon as the the, the bartender um, bartender the restaurant owner uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> turn the corner just grab and fist the mountain of cheese into her mouth and just start chomping on it. <laughs> There's a, an audible clearing of a throat. <laughs> <clears> throat> Uh, I just, I just kind of look up at where it came from. Standing up heavily, um, slowly, um, and quite stooped in this brown robe, this figure kind of lurches towards you, uh, hobbles towards you, just kind of leans down next to you. You see there's a, a scarf covering the majority of their face and long kind of white hair covering the front. You know... You could be a little more polite with that. Um, sorry, and I just start wiping my hands on my pants. You've now just smeared cheese into your pants. Yeah, I did. Oh dear. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not from here. I'm, I mean, no disrespect. I just want to eat, and, and and I'll be out of your hair in an instant. He like has a hand on a chair and pulls it an inch or two back and says. Do you mind if I sit down? Um, go right ahead. Heavily, like with a very old man, oh, um, falls down the chair beside you, and then from one 
baggy kind of sleeve of this robe, uh, conspiratorially glances around and then produces a flask onto the table. We, we don't necessarily agree with how this place is run. Um, I just kind of like cover it with my hand really quickly so that like nobody else can see it. And I just kind of like, are you sure? Yes, of course. No, give it back. <laughs> um, a joke. I take a big swig. <laughs> you, you, you feel the amazing taste of alcohol oh, uh, just course through you. And as much as the water, you know, quenched your thirst, this quenches something deeper within you. New here, I take it. Just passing through. Just got other places to be. Oh. Where are you off to, if you don't mind my asking? I'm back to test ramp. If if you could even point me in the right direction, I'd I'd appreciate it. I could point you towards Tezrab. Would you? Uh, I, I actually I happen to be heading in that direction myself. Would you mind uh, keeping an old man company? Not in that way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that sounded weird. You know, weirder things have happened. Um, if not in that way, then yeah, that. I, yep, that'd be fine. I can teach you how to eat cheese, if you'd like. I would love that. <laughs> okay. I take another swig <laughs> out of the flowers. Uh, give me a sleight of hand check. Oh, God. I'm about to fucking get kicked out of here. You are. <laughs> 17. You are not. <laughs> you and the... the, the, the gentleman uh, proceeds to polish off the flask um uh it goes really well with everything you've eaten uh but then who cares it's alcohol it's fine it's great exactly um, you get me <laughs> your belly is full and you yeah you feel kind of more i mean it's been about, about half a day uh, since you woke up but you feel great yeah that could be the wine talking though <laughs> uh Sorry, um, I, my my name's Hephaestus. Um, Adorus. Ple- Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure, all mine. You um, you seem hurried. Is there any sort of rush here? I can I can speed things up. I I just got some news that um, some friends of mine are are, are in a spot of trouble um back in Tezrab. So I am kind of trying to go. Okay. Right now. Okay. He looks over at his plate of unfinished food and says, I'm probably fine for that. I can... Do you can pack it up? Do they have, like, to-go bags? Oh, oh darling, no. <laughs> no, they, no, they do not. Um, I can throw it in my sack. Don't throw it in your sack. Dear God. <laughs> You're fine. It's okay. I'm not that hungry. Okay. Um, I... I actually don't know what's in my bag. There might be rations. We'll probably be fine. Okay. Okay. I trust you. You look perfectly capable. Oh, God. <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> oh. You're finishing up and, yeah. and heading out? Yeah. You you wander out uh, into the the night air now, um, as, as night has definitely set in. It's cold, but it doesn't matter because the, the wine is warming you. you, yeah. you can, your face feels a little bit flushed. Adorus follows you out, kind of, kind of keeping in step with you. You know, you figured him a little, you know, frail, soft, a frail, frail soft little man. But he's, I mean, he's not running a marathon behind you. But <laughs> he is, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's kind of, uh, he kind of follows you behind. And as you leave, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And then in unison, the half of time, you go, you're always welcome. And they just stare at you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> That was unsettling. You're from here? No, no. Passing through. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. A little too buttoned up. I, I like to let loose, and this isn't the kind of place, you know? You know, I think we'll get along fine. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, you're the old man letting loose. Just kind of, it, yeah. does, it, it does make it. you feel a little bit like, yeah. Yeah, whatever that is, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> once, once we fix whatever's going on, Tesram. We're going to hit the town. <laughs> <laughs> he might die. <laughs> you know. Uh, you're, are you just setting off on the road? Or? Yeah. Or is, is there anywhere to 
just towards horses, or are we just sort of on foot? Generally, a stables is a good start. Anywhere in this village? Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, uh, that's fine. Um, is there like, I don't know, a directory? <laughs> you are here! <laughs> well, yes! There's a man with a sandwich board walking around! Here, 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 here! Oh, yeah. no, it's, like, it's not even just a sandwich board, it's like a, a giant roller deck. It keeps flipping. No, you don't, you don't see... Like, they're so no, fucking there, organized, okay? There, Maybe you, there's like a map. There is a, there is a signpost okay. uh, on the road leading away from the, the, the harbour, and it does points to the harbour, yeah. it points to the square and it's like, oh, and in brackets, kind of, you're already there. <laughs> um, there's an arrow that points at the orchard and the well and there's uh, an arrow that points out of the out of the town nookery and it reads, uh, now leaving nookery and then in parentheses, why would you want to? <laughs> and I run. I guess what's hell. Are we safe to assume no stables then? You don't assume okay. yeah. Yeah, looks looks like we're on foot. Are you okay to to take off now? I know it's night, but of course, yes. No, that's fine. I do have one stop to make on the way. Yeah, I'm. That's fine. We 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 can do that. Okay. Yeah, then let's let's go. Try and keep up. He hobbles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do my best. <laughs> he does. He just hobbles kind of along a, few, a couple of steps, and within two steps, you're beside him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we just head out. Yeah, you're you're gonna move down. You're heading towards Tezrev. Yeah. Once you get out of Nukri and that you follow that sign that says, "Why would you want to?" At the very again, the road just slopes down. You walk for what feels like forever. Eventually, you find kind of a small, again, like a like a camp traveling merchants would have made on the road mm. and you already there is there's already kind of stuff set up Adorus actually you know being prepared for this you not so much Vesta <laughs> uh, begins to kind of unfurl a, a knapsack and a tent and so on and so forth and uh, ever the gentleman he tells you that you know good night uh, and he climbs <laughs> into his tent and his knapsack and he I mean I'm assuming Adorus wouldn't give her I mean give her a blanket if you want but would Don't you share the tent with her? You already look pretty warm, but maybe that's making assumptions. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, okay. I like old bones. You understand? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm. I'm perfectly fine. I'm. And I just make like a tiny little fire and curl up beside it in the dirt <laughs> where I belong. Great. I'm done. <laughs> you. Yeah. You. You hunker down. Uh, and it's like that for a couple of days. Uh, thankfully, it, it doesn't seem to be raining, though. Uh, several of the merchants that you encounter heading away or heading back towards Galeshire mm. uh, seem a, they're they're moving a lot faster and the roads a lot quieter. You pass a small uh, garrison uh, of uh, the Galeshire Royal Army who you know make their presence known and they storm past. Um, they don't stop or anything like that. On the first night you made camp, you spotted a, a caravan, um, and now almost three days into your walk. Uh, it uh, it has done a kind of a, a turn, and it's now heading opposite. It's now heading back towards E. Um, I just kind of look at it funny. Can I see if there's like, were they attacked, and is that why they turned around? Or no, um, they the heads are just down low, and as it passes, oh, there's there's no going that way. Uh, no, they're they're turning us back. Everybody, they're they're not letting people cross over. It's apparently plague. Plague? Oh, that's what they're saying. But I have to get through. And he just kind of twicks the reins. Is that what you do? He cracks the reins. Yeah, he cracks the reins, and the horse. He's like, oh, I don't know what you're. And he just keeps going. It's um, nonsense. It's a bad dose. You keep the any kind of gestures to the scarf that's wrapped around most of his face. Keep wrapped up, and you'll be fine. Pull my shirt over my things. <laughs> well, not right now. <laughs> oh, okay, and I put it back down. <laughs> You've been following the main road for the last couple of days, and then suddenly Adorus just veers hard right off of it down a small dirt path. Uh, at the end of it, there amongst a nestle of trees, you see a um, the roof of a of a house. Uh, 
uh, set it against some stone walls that outline the property of it and some, uh, well, what looks like animals might have been in the field at one stage. But there, there's no sign of anybody. Uh, it's is the middle of the day. It, it, is this your, your errand? Is this... Mm-hmm. Just an, an... There's a scholar uh, that I'd hoped to procure some literature from. Uh, I don't know if you're if you're up on your history or your religion. No. no. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, Will I just wait here or? You can come in. You don't have to wait outside. It's up to you. Colin, he makes me make decisions. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't know, I could learn some history. I can tag along if. <laughs> I can learn. I've got a brain. I can read. Don't worry, I'll be quick. No, that's yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, I'll I'll tag along if that's okay. Of course, of course. Uh, goes up and and kind of knocks on the door <laughs> loudly and says, "Yakon, hello." A door says, "You knock on the on the frame and you call out." Your voice echoes down as the door opens, and a rather putrid smell eeks out towards the both of you. I pull my shirt over my face. <laughs> Now is probably a good time. <laughs> yeah, you do. You kind of pull it up a little bit. And you kind of got it resting on your nose. Yeah. Masks are important. Mm. That's probably worse than your average farm. Yeah, I... Well... Is, is your friend in here? I'd hope so. If not, I've got an awful lot of corns on my feet for nothing. <laughs> I'm getting the book either way. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He There's can, no response. I leave him the money. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not here to stop you, bro. I'm not some sort of crook. <laughs> no, I... That's cool. Okay. We're cool. Okay. You, okay. You head in? Yes, let's... Let's go... Let's go and look. I'm kind of on guard. Like, he seems chill, but I am... Very concerned. <laughs> you step in uh, through the front door and to the hallway, kind of... Uh, it splinters out. To your left, you just see a closed door. On your right, it's a little alcove with a small little dresser table, um, some boots and stuff kind of stacked near it, and a little trunk. And then in front of you, the the hallway kind of extends about maybe 15, 20 feet. And either side, there are two doors leading off to the left and to the right. Yakon! It smells like shit in here! (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's no response. Do, do you want to take one door and I'll Ooh. put my head in the other? Okay. I, that, that all sounds very clandestine, but yeah, sure. I, well, I'm just looking around, just checking for your friend. I'll I'll take the... Uh, and stands in his like, uh, hooded, or like a robed hand kind of drifts back and forth between the left and the right. Um... No. I'll take this one, and I just burst in through the left. <laughs> you you open the the door to the left, and with that decision made for you, Adorus, you move to the right, sort of like not flummox, but like a little bit like oh, right, okay. Mm. As you burst through the door, you kind of the smell hits you, and it's just rotting vegetables. Oh. Like it's just there's just it's like a kitchen. Adorus, as you open the door to your uh, right, it's obviously some sort of uh, it is a study, and there haunched over a the desk are the remains of Yakonov the man you were coming to meet I found him coming <laughs> you, <laughs> you turn Hephaesta and from the wall at the end of the hallway something passes straight through as a shade moves through the wall and moves towards you its hand kind of outcroached uh, just kind of pointed at you and you see the skeletal form of this undead creature uh, moving towards you like blast it (laughs) act first act first later (laughs) you freaking met her yakon's hand (laughs) yeah well why is she being a creep (laughs) okay uh, give me uh, a roll It's a natural one. Oh. Okay. You th- instantly throw your hands up. Adorus, you, you hear a bit of a commotion as you turn, as you kind of move back towards the door. And you just see, st- like hovering in midair, these just these dirty, 
torn black rags draped over the skeletal form that's just kind of suspended in midair. It's midriff. It's just guts and entrails hanging out. Um, and just kind of standing in front of it, just kind of pale Hephaestus who throws up her hands and you just see at the edges of it black and blue flames. Uh, and you can just see a ripple in front of her as magic begins to form. And then it backfires. And Hephaestus, roll for damage. Nine. Okay. Uh, Adorus, you just see, again, that energy ripple in front of Hephaestus. The flames kind of flicker uh, into existence and then die away as magic rushes around her and she is blasted back into the kitchen and you hear pots and pans crash and Hephaestus, you slam into the counter, taking nine damage. The wraith-like creature whips itself up around 360 and you just get a full view of it and Adorus you recognise the face of Yakon uh, in its sort of slightly rotted slightly decomposed slightly gross and everybody roll for initiative everybody well I get to roll for initiative I am everybody 17 7 7 as well oh Ooh. what's your dex modifier Ooh. uh Zero. I go first. Okay. So, Adorus, you see the wraith uh, whip itself around uh, and kind of position itself between both of you, uh, its hands out and just tendrils of black energy radiating from it. How far away are we? Uh, you're about 10 feet from it. Hephaestus is about 20 feet. Okay. As it, once again, she blasts herself into the kitchen. Jacob, you son of a bitch, you owe me a book, he says as he draws one hand out from a pocket, holding in it uh, a small diamond that catches what light is um, just barely shining through into the house and uh, aims it square at the wraith as, or the shade, as uh, he casts chromatic orb and a spark of lightning shoots out. Um, And let roll for orb. Ooh. Oh, wait. No, not too bad. 15 to hit. It does. Yeah, 15 hits. Okay. Um, For 3d8. So 13 lightning damage. Fester kind of groggy. You can just see kind of uh, Adorus. You you hear him uh, curse Yakon <laughs> and owing him a book. And then you can barely just see kind of a flicker of lightning and a crackle from his hand. And it just shoots, striking the Wraith, who recoils and then the, the dark tendrils absorb the lightning. Oh. <laughs> with just kind of a... He reaches down with his bony hand towards you, Adorus. And he is going to try and kiss you. Oh. Does a 14 hit? Uh, no. You just see kind of a lot of that dark energy and those shadows kind of culminating around the, its fingertip as it goes to just kind of lay a, a hand on you. Uh, and you kind of stumble back uh, as it just barely brushes against you and its hand grips the doorframe and you just see the wood and the stone rot. Uh, Hephaestus. Uh, okay, so seeing the, the lightning that, that, that he just did, I'm just going to be like, oh, I can do that. And I'm going to jump at the wreath and touch it for shocking grasp. I roll to hit. I miss. You get up, shake off the, the kind of the dizziness. Uh, stand to your feet and then charge and lightning kind of crackles around your hand uh, and you pass through the wraith and you almost stumble on top of Adorus who's standing there with his back to the, the wall and the, the study and the smell of death in here is, is overbearing and you just, at the last moment, you just pull the magic back as you almost tasered Adorus. Uh, Adorus, it's your turn. Backing up against the wall, um, you see that his hood has fallen down slightly to reveal a uh like full head of long um stark white hair and pale white features above the mask or the the scarf wrapped around his neck as you're standing beside him he says okay close let me try uh and um is going to as a bonus action cast sanctuary on hephaestus to uh keep her hopefully safe and then is going to uh, move around her and run towards it with his free hand crackling with electrical energy and also attempt a shocking grasp uh, for 11. <laughs> oh, those words are coming back to bite you now. Yeah. 
Adoris, yeah, you kind of seeing uh, Hephaestus stumble into the room right through the wraith. White energy just radiates from him for a moment and the, the room kind of grows brighter and Hephaestus, you suddenly feel a little bit safer in this space for some reason or another and that, that energy is kind of emanating from Adoris who at the same time takes a couple of steps forward with his hand and it's also cracking, crackling with lightning and takes a swipe and it just passes right through the wraith. He's now going to take a lovely... <laughs> Eleven? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> this is just a game of touchy and no one's going to do it. Can hear it. Again, he, uh, he, stum- like, he moves, he kind of glides further into the room and as you stumbled kind of through him, he went to grab you with a corporeal hand and instead his hand just reaches out and it glances off of a bookshelf near Hephaesta and the wood and the timber rots and the paper uh, is covered in black mould and mildew. <laughs> And it whips back around, looking at Hephaesta and you again, Adoris. Hephaesta. Okay, so at this point, I'm just, I'm super frustrated. I don't know what powers I have. I don't know what I can do. So I just kind of throw my hands out. And will a 19 hit? Uh, <laughs> that's only fun when I do it. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> um, so I throw a witch bolt at him. And that is 1d12 of damage. It's three damage. Okay, uh, roll a d20 for me. Oh, good. Oh. 14. The, the mark kind of just, it's just like a shing. You can actually feel it. It's like it just comes alive. Uh, and then you throw your hands out together, kind of hold them out, and lightning just forks from you. It starts black and blue, and then those flames and those energies kind of crackled away with red and gold and orange. Doris, you just see Hephaesta shoot lightning from her hands and then kind of hold the wraith it is your action okay that was actually better than what i was going to do um and is going to attempt to cast suggestion he produces an orb from again somewhere very deep within the robes and uh holds it out in the direction of the shade and just says bow down it needs to make a DC 14 wisdom save. That is a four. Ooh. I don't have any kind of immunities to this. <laughs> it's, it's immune to charm. It's immune. Oh, then yes, I am. Oh. I'm getting better at the DM. I'm really <laughs> it, it. You see it for a moment. It, it begins to like crinkle in on itself. Like the bones fold like they've been turned to mush. And as it kind of lowers itself... It just snatches out with his hands towards you, Adoris. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> For eight. And I'm assuming an eight does not hit you. No. Okay. It lunges at you. And again, you've kind of maneuvered around it. And this time kind of putting a chair between you and it. Its hands land on it. And the 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 fabric, the cushion, seeps with just decay and stagnant ooze that just pours out of it. And the wood kind of crumbles in on itself. Hephaesta. I will... Where... Are you in front of me or behind me? He's to your right now. In line with me? Uh, as in in your sight? As in next to me? <laughs> you're not... You're kind of still in the same room, so... You know what? It's the first year we're back. I'll, I'll say yes. <laughs> okay. He's maneuvered around again, so yeah. Um. So with my hands still out, I'm going to cast Burning Hands which is a 15-foot cone ahead of me. He has to roll a dex saving throw. I net one it. <gasps> so I automatically do one full yes. dice. Yep. And then I just roll the other two. Yep. The d6s. Ooh. 15. Doris, you just see Hephaestus kind of, again, her hand's still out. The lightning is just burnt away with red-hot flames that wash out and spray in a 15-foot cone from her, catching some of the stuff on fire, like the other shelves, tapestries. The books! <laughs> a bit of yakon um, are all kind of caught at the fringes of this flame, and you just see the wraith uh, recoil and twist as if the body is burning, and then the black tendrils pull the magic in. It is a Doris. Okay, that doesn't seem to be going all that well, really. What 
else have I got? I checked you were in front of me at least. <laughs> um, can I ascertain whether or not it looks like the magic is actually doing any damage full stop, or does it look like it's absorbing it completely, or what Give I know? Give me a nature check. Okay. That is a... 17. You... So, two things. Uh, you see that, yes, the magic is definitely... Your attacks are having some effect, hmm. but the bare brunt of it seems to be being absorbed by this... Whatever this aura is around it. It seems to be drawing the magic in and kind of dissipating most of the effect or the damage from it. Uh, and it, it's at that moment, uh, Adoris, uh, you recall reading in a book in some university somewhere the uh, there are swaths of undead you you kind of on your travels here you had you had heard people talking about like the dead rising and moving uh, around galeshire particularly in the west and some plague but you kind of put it off as just local bumpkins being bumpkins and mistaking it for a fox or an owlbear or something but nevertheless the the idea had sort of scurried some thoughts to the front of your mind that you would kind of mull over at night and uh, you were thinking about the various kinds and you know wraith are particularly prone to silvered weapons magic is something that they primarily of the elemental variety they are very much resistant to okay. um, uh, however they are at a disadvantage when fighting in direct sunlight and there is a window behind you it, it, you've noticed now that it's actually avoiding it's where Hephaestus is kind of standing and it's avoided going at her purely because of that okay okay actually fuck this and uh, <laughs> he casts uh, his robe and scarf to the ground revealing a uh, relatively tall um, marble white a uh, slim cut figure in a gleaming golden breastplate with uh, just below the shoulder length uh, stark white hair and uh, gleaming golden veins tracing uh, his body. Um, a floor length uh, dress slid up to the knee or gown rather slid up to the or slid up to the waist rather. Fuck that. Not the knee. Um <laughs> and is going to spend two sorcery points to cast haste on himself as a bonus action, uh, is going to uh, use the movement speed gained by it to uh, go and fling the shutters open, uh, and then is going to, as his action, use Radiant Soul, so his eyes burst into a gleaming golden fire and two quite broad uh, feathered wings sprout from his back. With his second action from haste, he is going to draw his scimitar from his side and attempt to take a stab at the, uh, at the shade for, oh, definitely not enough for like for seven plus... Yeah. 512. No, so close. Uh, no, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you you see this reveal, and then just when you think there isn't more, you see him burst with just these this flaming golden light, and then, you did say wings. Yep. And just these wings just kind of erupt, fold out, flick at the edge, and then kind of come back, and then he blurs. And then suddenly there's more light in here and the, sh the, the wraith recoils. And as it does, uh, Adorus lunges at it with a scimitar that was hidden under his robes and swings. Uh, but the wraith, ha on having recoiled, kind of retreats back away from the, the door. It is going to run. Uh, it is going to, it just, uh, on recoiling, it moves away from the, the light and back out into the hallway. Let's out kind of a... And sinks uh, below the floorboards. Oh, that was a waste, wasn't it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wh who? What? Help me put the fire out. The books. <laughs> Why do 
doesn't care about the... Look, I'm going through something right now, and I'm having a lot of trust issues. And what are you? Who are you? What is happening? Again, we've got books to say. Does care. no one care about the books? No. You don't care about the books. That's I don't fine. care about... Who are you? Okay, my name is Kyle, and I'm... Uh, I just kind of have a flair for the dramatic, so excuse me. Um, genuinely, I would like to help the books, and he is rushing around hastily still at the moment, trying, trying to, to put de- the f- okay. Yeah, okay, you're, okay, yeah, with a with kind of one of the curtains pulled off the thing, you are literally just kind of trying to dampen the flames, put them out, and you see this happen. There's little puffs and plumes of smoke, and again, there's wings furring around, and you can't help but catch the color of the feathers and the one braided into your hair. And yeah, after like a couple of seconds, he's kind of standing in front of you, kind of curtain all kind of singed and burned. And he just kind of fucks it over his shoulder and it lands on top of uh, Yakon. Um, (laughs) And Kyle is standing there in front of you. What the fuck? (laughs) There she is, everybody. (laughs) I knew it was too good to be true. Charmed. (laughs) Who the fuck are you what is happening i am kyle yeah no i got that that okay fine next question what's happening uh i am here to get a book and uh you're being less than helpful if i'm being frank don't fuck with me right now (laughs) i am very fragile and i'm trying to be a better person you're making it really hard He holds his hands up. He says, I'm sorry, look, the deceit is admittedly not great. But to be fair, you get a lot of unwanted attention when you're... And he kind of just gestures to himself. Yeah, incredibly rude for you to keep it from me that you were hot. What's that about? (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's more fun this way. (laughs) I pull the feather out of my hair and I just go, is this yours? Um, kind of yes, no, not really. And then he like passes a hand through one of the wings, which are incorpor- incorporeal, um, which, and then once a minute passes, they actually fade anyway. They kind of took back into himself and his eyes stop gleaming. Uh, and he says, uh, it's a dead ringer. I'll give it that. Okay. Can we pretend for a minute that I'm stupid? Um, I'm going to have a hard time, but... <laughs> Is this yours? Like, is that a thing that can be possible? Like, I I was given this by somebody who, I don't know, hates me, loves me, who fucking cares anymore. Um, and I was told to, like, look out for someone. Are you the someone? Because please know. He steps towards her and reaches out and takes one of her hand in both of his and looks deep into her eyes and says, Will you chill the fuck out for one second? <laughs> And we'll talk about this like rational people. It's going to be okay. You are very clearly gifted with magic. Yeah, I do fiery stuff, whatever. Like, that's, yes. that's kind of my thing. Yes, and great. I actually also don't want to brag. Um, I've, been, uh, I've been gifted with uh, an affinity for the arcane myself. And, you know, I just, I thought, I saw, forgive the pun, a spark in you. Um, so, you know, I thought maybe we'd see where that goes. Again, no weird stuff. <laughs> I think it's a little late for the no weird stuff stuff. It's a little bit weird. Would you rather that I didn't? It was good, like, you liked it. <laughs> a little Don't. Bit. Look, find your fucking book. Okay. Find your, find your fucking book. You gonna help? No, okay. <laughs> That's fine. And yeah. like stare into the distance while he finds a stupid book. You don't have to hang around in here. It really does smell quite poorly. You're right. And I just store up. <laughs> okay. You you head out of Asan. You can start to see the sun setting. In the in the distance, you can just there you hadn't you you've been kind of you were tired. You weren't really focusing on the road in front of you. You were kind of being led by Kyle, if that's his name now. But now with the sun setting, you can just see, and it, you feel kind of grossed out. But you're like, yeah. And then you're like, oh God, no. You can just see the, the waters of Lake Capulet rippling in the sun. And it's a little bit like, oh, thank God I'm home. Um, you're close to the city. Okay. You're still like a walk. I can see it though. You can see it. The lake anyway. Here, book. <laughs> you, you hear this coming from inside. Do you want to give me an investigation check? Sure. 
That is going to be a seven. You, you're not really sure. You, you mean you know you know the name of the book you're looking for? You, uh, you know what it, roughly its size? It's an old tome. It should be big and dusty. You you check the shelves. No look. The ones that were scorched, definitely nothing here. The ones that are rotting, nope. There it doesn't. Well, if there are, you can't really tell anymore. And then reluctantly, you kind of check Yakon, and there. Just sort of uh, under his arm, you just see kind of a, a note that it's soggy, and it's just, sorry, bro, sold it. <laughs> Hangs his head in his hands uh, deeply for a couple of minutes, inhales deeply, gags immediately, <laughs> and finishing gagging steps out into the front on into whatever garden there is and breathes heavily did you get your stupid book no i didn't get my stupid book do i look like i have a stupid book (laughs) what do you mean you didn't get your fucking book the book's not there the book is gone you almost got me killed for no book you didn't almost get killed look at you you're fine i almost got killed Mm. Uh, it was awful okay sorry you're not sorry I am sorry. I like you. But go okay. fuck yourself. Sure. <laughs> no, kidding. Um, no, look, uh, I had fully anticipated a book to be there. It seems that someone has beaten me to the book. Someone else has an invested interest in the old ones. And that's fine. Let's just move on and we can... I, can, I, I, know, I have other avenues of interest to pursue. The old ones. The old ones. Great. Hmm. Fantastic. I asked if you were into history and religion. You said no. Oh my god. Can we go to Tezrav? Sure. I just storm away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> you storm off and you hear this over your shoulder. And yeah, you're you you head back down the the, the driveway, uh, the pathway from Yakon's house. The race, kind of like under the floorboards, kind of. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 what, what, what am I to do now? Uh, uh, a few steps behind you, Kyle, kind of in pace, but not you know, giving you your space. You're, Thank you know, you're hot headed, but you make it back out onto the main road, and you you can see again, like I said, you, you're closer to the lake now, and you are probably another couple of hours walk. But if you just go now, you'll probably make it to Tezrab by the middle of the night, late night. Mm. Um, You're just going to keep going? You're not going to wait for... Nope. Okay. Okay. He'll catch up or he won't. (laughs) Okay. You, uh, Kyle, you reach the bottom of the road. You just see Hephaestus. She's still stomping. And she stomps hard down the road towards Tezrab, paying you no mind or heed at all at all. Surely that hurts your feet after a while, no? Shut up. You're just doing it to make a point, are you? Shut up. Okay. No, (laughs) I lied, I won't. Come on, let's go. Jaunting up, kind of beside, behind, like beside you, uh, Kyle. He's not linking your arm, but he's literally now mm. kind of toe to toe with you. Uh, and the sun just kind of the two of you kind of walk down the road. You're not really saying much, uh, a whole lot of anything. You're still fuming. He's kind of goading you every now and again, but it's all good humor. It's all good fun. You're pissed off, uh, Festa. Uh, but the sun sets below the horizon, and the sky is just. It's just a brilliant dark and overhead there's just a thousand thousand stars blinking uh, over both of you and you can see it kind of reflected in the in in the waters of Lake Capulet and there in the distance, Hephaesta, you just see the lights of Tezrev glowing and you feel your heart, your, your beat kind of quicken a little bit and then there's a little bit of kind of butterflies in your stomach. Roll a d20. <sighs> Seventeen. The mark on your back flares a little bit more. Kyle, you you actually see Hephaestus stop uh, stomping. Uh, she's 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 kept it going for the last couple of hours. Um, <laughs> Nothing of that determined. Her ankles are just dust, uh, <laughs> but she stops kind of and, and hesitates for a moment. You okay. Yeah. Okay. You just you stop stomping. I was worried. Your feet are tired. Okay. Problem. Uh, many. No, no, do you want to lift? Come on, hop on. What? We go fly. What? Yeah. You fucking touch me. Okay, never mind. Wait, what do you mean fly? What? No, no. I thought they were fake. He starts stomping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, come 
<laughs> you, Kyle just stomps up the road in front of you and you kind of start to give chase. And a couple of minutes later, Kyle just kind of stops, turns and just kind of like smirks at you. And behind him, you just see a ripple across the horizon of green light, just a kind of a shimmer of it. And it crackles and it twists and then it's black and then for a moment, you just you just feel kind of a pull on the air. And Kyle, you feel it as well. It's like the air is just kind of drawn around the both of you inwards. And then the cityscape of Tezrat is lit up in black and blue flames. And in the distance, you just see a huge explosion as Tezrat burns. That's it for this week's episode. You were listening to Amber as Hephaestus, Sam as Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight, Louise as Fia, James as Kyle, and special guest Eilish as Cloda Metamoon. A big thank you as always to Ghost of Red Mountain for our amazing theme song Haunted. Make sure you check out their YouTube channel. I'm Declan, your Dungeon Master. We're back in two weeks for another episode. Until then, why not check out our Discord server, D8 Dungeon? You can back the show for some sweet rewards on Patreon. Leave us a heartfelt review wherever you listen to your podcasts or tweet us your thoughts and emotions at D8 Dungeon. Race is nodding. It is. Just pops his head back. To be fair.